Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. I want to speak to you just for a moment from this scripture. It says this in 1 John 2, 6. Whoever claims to abide in him must walk as Jesus walked. Now, if you read that scripture, I'm going to read it one more time just to make sure you get it. Whoever claims to abide in him must walk as Jesus walked. Now, if you read that and it doesn't just make you go, whoa, that's a high bar, then you probably need to read it again. Whoever (laughs) claims to abide in him, that's Jesus, must walk as Jesus walked. I was thinking when John wrote that, I was like, man, who's around John that's like, claiming to abide in Jesus, being like, I claim to abide in Jesus. <laughs> and I don't think it was actually like that, but that kind of, kind of your initial thought. I think it was more like John's looking at believers and he's saying, you know, here's a really great litmus test to how, how much you're abiding in Christ, how close you're walking with the Lord, is how much does your walk through life, what you're doing in life, reflect what Jesus did when he walked through life? Because if it doesn't reflect what Jesus did and who Jesus was, then maybe you're not abiding in him as close as you think you are or as close as you ought to be or even at all. Because whoever claims that must walk as Jesus walked. And I think sometimes we think of abiding like it's like this kumbaya moment where it's like, you know, what is abiding? It's like, am I humming? You know, like, am I, hmm, I'm abiding. Hmm, whoever claims to, hmm, walks like Jesus. No, that's not abiding. Abiding is saying, God, I want to spend time in your presence. I want to open my ears to hear your voice. I want to remove the distractions from my life the things in my life that don't draw me close to you. Some of those things aren't necessarily wrong, but they're things that take your time and your attention because what is abiding? It's time and attention in his presence. And to walk as Jesus walked, you have to abide close to him. And that comes by you saying, God, I'm going to put down the distractions. Uh, at, At times as we've, been talking about what this means. You know, my dad has talked about giving God your nights. So making a decision to say, you know what, my evenings were, you know, I typically like, as soon as the kids get down, I like to just turn on the show or I like to watch the news or I like to, you know, do this. None of those things are necessarily wrong. But when you take time to abide, You're getting close to the heat of his presence, the light of his presence, the person of who he is. And as you get close to his presence, your life begins to reflect who he is and you walk as he walked. And if you're like, okay, well, what what did Jesus do? There's a few places in the gospels and also in Acts where very concisely uh, 
it says, this is kind of what Jesus did. I'm going to give you a couple of those. One is in Matthew chapter 9. Jesus, so this is just like a summary statement of what Jesus did. Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. So when Jesus went around, he was looking for hurting people, but not just to say, hey, I'm sorry you're hurting, but to bring the kingdom of God to their situation, to bring supernatural power to their situation, to bring change to their situation. When Jesus walked into a room, things changed. When Jesus walked into a room, oh, you're going to hear about the kingdom of God, and then you were going to see the power of God. That's what it looks like to walk like Jesus walked. And I'll give you another one. Acts chapter 10. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. So he walked in the power of the Holy Spirit. He was anointed by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit descended on his, in his baptism down on him like a dove. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So what does it look like to walk like Jesus walked? It looks like to live a life empowered by the Holy Spirit Going wherever you go with eyes that see the needs of people around you, that care and empathizes for the needs of people around you, that does things for the needs of people around you, proclaiming the kingdom of God by healing all who are oppressed by the devil for God was with him. There are people living in, around you, in your work, in your neighborhood, who are oppressed. And you, as you abide in him, are able to bring change instantly to their situation through his power. And that's what he calls you to do. My question for you is, are you abiding close to him? Are you experiencing his power in your life? Are you drawing near? Because we're, it's really, what is it? It is an invitation to experience the supernatural. That's what abiding is. It's the, an invitation to experience a supernatural life, an invitation to experience a supernatural presence of God where you're seeing God's power at work in your life on a regular basis. And scripture would say, if that's not your normative, then that's not what God intends. You need to get close. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's a wonderful invitation into that walk. And I, I wanna encourage you because just, just because you're not living there yet, doesn't mean that you're not going to. You know, the enemy loves to say like, you're, well, that's not you. I mean, like, hey, you've been an altar like, you know, you've been an altar a bunch, all right? And you haven't seen, you haven't seen that. So you're never gonna see that. And you know what? You have to understand this. First of all, when God's, putting his presence on you and you're in the walk of faith, oftentimes you'll see glimpses of what God wants to do. But in that process of drawing near to him, God's doing a work in you so he can do a work through you. Because if he were to do all of it right at the beginning, you wouldn't be ready. And you wouldn't be able to handle what he's going to do. That's why it's a relational journey with him. The relationship aspect of that is so important. 
that you walk close to him so you can see him work in you. And as he works in you, why it's so critical, if we're like, well, you're like, hey, Brandon, there's not, I mean, I wouldn't say there's a ton of power like connected to my life, but I'm good with that. Then you're missing out on seeing people come to know Jesus who would never come to know Jesus any other way. And you're missing out on walking in the power and the grace of God, things that God has for you, prepared in advance for you to do that, that you're missing out on what he wants to do. And truly there are people who wouldn't come to know him because you're not walking in the power that you're designed to walk in. Listen to this in John 14, it says, John 14, believe me when I say that, I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. This is Jesus talking and he's giving the disciples a picture of what abiding looks like. Believe me when I say I'm in the Father and the Father in me. If not, believe in the things I do. Another translation says, believe in the works themselves. Meaning this, that like Jesus is like, hey, if you don't like, if you're not getting it just by seeing me and being around me, then at least get it because of what you're watching happen around you. And I'm telling you, signs bring people to Jesus. When people experience the power of God in their own life, or they see the power of God at work in somebody they know, it, it honestly is very hard to argue with like, oh, no, that wouldn't happen in any way except God. And when that power comes, then you see people come to know Jesus. I, just to illustrate this, I wanna tell you a testimony. This is from Sunday. One of our life group leaders slash discipleship dream teamers texted a testimony that on Sunday, a guy came up during prayer for the sick for healing in his back due to a lingering bull riding injury. After service, he came back up to them and said that his back was healed from any pain and he wanted them to pray for him because he wanted to rededicate his life. He was healed and gave his life to the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord for that. Another guy uh, in our staff prayer time, there was, there was a guy from Nashville came uh, with a family. He's a guitarist, um, a really good guitarist. Uh, at least I was told and I didn't see him play, but He's a really good guitarist and he, does, he, he's not, he doesn't have a walk with the Lord. He was here last prayer meeting. And so he's in the presence of the Lord and we're talking about God wanting to work in the lives of people, healing people. And he had hurt his finger and he couldn't play guitar, which for him was a massive deal. And so he's sitting in the prayer meeting. He's like, well, I mean, he doesn't, he's not a Christian, but he's like, I'll give it a go. You know, <laughs> God's healing, you know, but can't hurt to try. So he prayed and through the week, his finger was healed and he was able to play. And then he, st he started reading his Bible because of that. So God's working in his life because he was healed. Isn't that cool? All that to say, as believers, we don't have the option of apathy to say, oh, you know, you know, my life doesn't look like what Jesus did. So, but I think I'm pretty good with how I abide. No. We're invited into a supernatural experience through relationship so we can reach more people for Jesus. But it comes as we say, God, there are th obviously there are things in my life, either beliefs that I've grown up in, things that I've set up in my thinking, offenses that I have in my heart, either towards God or towards people around me that are hindering me 
from experiencing your power. And God, unless you reveal those things to me, God, I, I'm just like, I'm just living at this level. <laughs> so God, I'm gonna draw close to you. And God, as I do that, I pray that you would reveal things to me, that you fill me with your power. For some of you, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. For some of you, you it's not that, you, know, you can't even like receive that as you come forward because you're carrying so many other things that you're like, that are like, yeah, this is just part of who I am. And God's like, well, not if you're gonna do what I'm calling you to do, it's not. And so you have to be like, well, okay. Well, this is just how I live my life. This is how I do my time, or this is what I need. No, you gotta come in and be ready to say, God, I'm open. I'm ready because I wanna walk like you walked. I wanna see what you did. God, I wanna see how you wanna work in my life. And Jesus said, I am telling you the truth. Those who believe in me will do what I do. Yes, they will do even greater things because I'm going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask for in my name. So the Father's glory will be shown through the Son. If you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. This is in the context of abiding. This is in the context of you saying, God, I don't want anything in my life that distracts me. I don't want anything in my life where I say no to you. I don't want anything in my life that hinders your presence because God, I wanna see what you wanna do. And that you have to draw close, but it's in relationship. I'm gonna, we're gonna open the altars here in a second, but I wanna read you uh, chapter 15, verse nine. It says, as the father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. I love that in chapter 14 and 15, Jesus is trying to give us a picture of what this looks like. And it's not just a abiding where you're saying, okay, I guess I'll just come sit and maybe God will tell me what he doesn't want me to do. No, it's a relationship where he loves you. It's a relationship where that time with him heals you. It's a relationship where he speaks to you. It's a relationship where he lifts you out. And yes, there might be things that he cuts as well. But the wonderful thing about walking with God is you get the benefit of a God who loves you enough to not leave you as you are, but also loves you enough to carry you on the journey. But the real question is, are you hungry enough and not complacent enough to say, God, I'm good where I'm at? Because if you are and you draw close, the promise of scripture is you will see God do more in your life. The promise of scripture is his presence will pour out on you. And you'll experience his power and you'll experience his voice in ways that you never thought were possible as you draw close.